welcome to Disciple Making Mala, a podcast to encourage, inspire, and equip you to make disciples in your home and in the world. Hello, my friends. How have you been doing? Here in Japan, we've been having some cases of the new coronavirus that's going around the world at the moment. And to be honest, I'm I'm not quite sure how to respond to this as a disciple-making mama. find it quite difficult to figure out how severe and, and serious things really are here in Japan and, and to discern where is it simply panic that gets a grip on people. And yeah, on the other side, I've been reading about the conditions in some cities in China that seem to be really chaotic and where sick people who need help don't seem to be able to get it. So yeah, I see I see a lot of panic and I, I see a lot of real suffering and I'm not, yeah, not quite sure how to respond to it, be honest. Here in Japan, great precaution is taken. So my daughter's playgroup leader, for example, called me Friday night and asked me if I would rather not have my daughter be in contact with other kids at the moment, although there are no cases in our city yet. So I said, I would like her to continue joining. But yeah, all around people are really starting to to panic. And yeah, the shops even seem to have tempor- temporarily run out of toilet paper because some fake news said that there's a toilet paper shortage because of this virus. So everybody ran to the shops, bought all the toilet paper, and yeah, it it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. So today I went to the supermarket and I saw they have a big sign up saying you're allowed one packet of toilet paper, one packet of tissues, one packet of kitchen paper per family. So yeah, they're trying to also regulate that so yeah in in all of that i'm just reminded again how important it is to to keep my eyes fixed on jesus no matter how chaotic or even scary things seem to get around us yeah it's it's interesting timing my husband and i have been reading hebrews and now we're slowly reading our way through one peter during breakfast we usually as we eat we usually read through a book of the Bible slowly. And it just has been striking me again and again that struggle and trouble and hardship and, yes, downright suffering should not surprise me as a Christian, but that I should see these things as an opportunity to have my faith and my character purified. And in the last few days, I feel like I really have a, a great need for for pure faith and true hope and a, and a strong and anchored character I feel that rather desperately actually in the yeah just in the daily life things where it's so easy to become impatient to lose sight of what's important to be selfish and just see man i i i need to have a good character And yeah, seeing in the Bible that the Lord says it's also through suffering that he produces that in us is is rather challenging for me at the moment. 
yeah so i'm yeah trying to fix my eyes on jesus who gives us both the desire and ability to persevere so yeah maybe let me just read this this short passage to you from 1 peter 1 the verses 23 to 25 for we have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of god for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass the grass withers and the flower falls but the word of the lord remains forever and this word is the good news that was preached to you and yeah that's a quite suitable introduction actually for today's topic where we'll be be speaking a bit about this seed this imperishable seed the living and abiding word of god that was preached to us but yeah maybe let me just pray for all of us here that we would have wisdom and discernment and the right perspective in in whatever is coming our way this week yeah lord thank you for your word that gives us perspective that also shows us some uncomfortable truths sometimes but that is really yeah truth and freeing in that really a, a truth that sets us free in this week lord as we face different trials and struggles whether it be great ones and ones that are even on the news or whether it just be the the daily small mundanities please help us to to keep our eyes fixed on you jesus please produce in us good character this week and yeah make us also aware of this imperishable seed of your word in our lives and also something that that we can share with other people amen yeah actually i just started chatting but um yeah this is actually as i as i said a, a pretty suitable introduction to our episode today because yeah today we'll be t talking about sharing the gospel as as peter writes in his letter the word of god that was preached to you and that we are also told to pass on so yeah we'll we'll start talking about the gospel today i'm sure we'll stick with this topic for a while and keep coming back to it yeah so i i don't know how how do you feel about this <laughs> this topic this um conversation do you think it's important and even our duty that we share the gospel as christians this is not a trick question but one that i really think we have to actually think about a little bit because there there are various opinions out there even if they're not um expressed always and maybe there are even various opinions in us depending on your personality culture and experience you might actually feel rather uncomfortable with sharing the gospel you might think oh, I, do i really have to share as in you know preach at people do i have to say things can't i just show people the gospel with my lifestyle can't i just show them the love of god through my love and acceptance and i i really get that discomfort almost that that feeling those thoughts 
because it can be really uncomfortable and it can seem really useless to preach to a person uh, to preach of a person who's the only way to god to to preach jesus christ that's offensive that's narrow-minded and in any ways who likes preachers i mean preachers are talkers right they're manipulators even maybe and yeah of course we need to be people with common sense as we obey jesus if if we have the idea that preaching means using lofty words or a, having a judgmental attitude or even a, a cold heart then we 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 certainly want to do that kind of preaching we don't want to follow that image of preaching i actually googled what does preaching mean and one of the top results is what i think most people associate with this word today the giving of moral advice in a pompously self-righteous way now i agree i really don't want to do that and yet we are told to preach the gospel so so what does that mean did jesus give moral advice in a pompously and self-righteous way did the first disciples did the the people we read about in acts no in fact we we see that jesus was really harsh with the pharisees who who preached very pompously and self-righteously and he made it very clear that it's it's not our words alone that are a testimony of the good news and the kingdom of god that it has to be both that it has to be a lifestyle and an explanation of that lifestyle a reason for that lifestyle it in other words it's it's obeying the greatest commandment to love god and to love people like we see illustrated in the good samaritan for example and obeying the great commission to preach the gospels to teach others to obey jesus and yeah as as we do that we have to live in a way that makes people ask questions so we we have to live counterculturally and and in a you know in a good way in a in a radically loving way and in that give people a reason uh, give people a reason to ask for the reason for the hope that is within her, in us so yeah it's it's definitely both i'm i'm not telling you and and jesus is not telling you to just preach at people in a self-righteous way or in a way that is disconnected from a lifestyle that yeah practices what we preach but yeah we we do see that we have to use words we have to to preach jesus told people the good news his followers told people the good news and they used words because indeed as we read in in romans 10 faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of christ and also in that in that same chapter how then can they call on the one they've not believed in that's the yeah non-christians how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them so yeah preaching as unpopular as that word is is really actually a a beautiful honor 
that we have because it is introducing Jesus to people. Now, maybe you're, you, you don't have a problem with the word preaching or with, uh, yeah, evangelism or so. Maybe you're quite the opposite. You're convinced that it's really important to preach the gospel to anyone, anywhere, and you do it. But maybe you're, you're also discouraged because there, there seems to be rather little response to your brave sharing. Maybe you end up in endless discussions or maybe people just remain uncomfortably silent or, or even a little bit cold or offended after you've shared your heart with them and after you've shared the gospel with them. Now, believe me, friends, depending on the day and mood, I can find myself in either scenario, being either yeah, a, a bit uncomfortable with this concept of, ooh, but I don't want to preach at people, or being very, very confident and excited about preaching the gospel, but yeah, not not always getting the response I, I hope for, of course. And yeah, also if if you find yourself maybe in more in that in that second scenario that you're you're really excited about preaching, it's it's still very important to to keep in mind that sharing the gospel cannot be a, a one-dimensional thing. There's so many dimensions that the gospel addresses that we have to be aware of and where possible and appropriate also include in our gospel sharing. What I mean with that is what, what I said earlier as well, that, that our, our actions, our lifestyle and also our attitudes have to back up what, what we preach. The gospel is inherently relational. The gospel is that God made man to have a relationship with him and with other people, but then sin broke that relationship. But the good news, the gospel is that God made a way to restore the relationship between us and him and to make us into people again who can live and give in healthy and life-giving relationships. So if we don't share this message in a relational way, if we see the other person simply as an object of our evangelism efforts, if we're not willing to invest into a relationship with them, to give them a little glimpse of the incredible investment that God made into his relationship with us, then we can't really expect that our message will be credible, right? Now, this does not mean that we can't share the gospel with strangers, that we first have to have this super deep relationship with someone before we can speak about deeper things with them. But it means that we have to look at the, at the strangers and friends as people, loved and pursued by God, complex and probably busy, probably with a lot of questions, and therefore deserving of time and sensitivity and and genuine genuineness it also means that when we share the gospel with people who we have an existing relationship with that we we also have that same attitude with them that we try to truly see them because that's god's way and that's that's the god we want to portray to them as well he sees people he wants to be in restored relationship with them but he does not pressurize, he doesn't sulk, he doesn't manipulate, 
and he doesn't promise things that won't turn out to be true. That's, I think, another danger that, that we can promise people a, a too easy life as Christians. Yeah, let's look at a passage in the Bible. I'm just gonna gonna start reading and then we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Jesus went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Shusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. This is from a passage in Luke 8 that I want to look at a little bit closer in this context of sharing the gospel. Now, what do we learn from, from this brief passage about the way that Jesus is doing evangelism, that he is sharing the good news of the kingdom here? Well, first we see that, that he is proclaiming the good news. And it's interesting, it's not only a good news of you don't have to go to hell, but it's a, it's a complex, it's a rich, all-encompassing invitation into a different kind of lifestyle and a different kind of reality, the kingdom of God. Well, spend quite some time still looking at, at what did the people in the New Testament actually preach. But for now, let's, let's just note that Jesus was preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. And as he did that, he, he did life. He, he did that as he did life, as he was traveling, as he was walking and chatting and eating and resting. He did not make a special event to share the gospel. It was part of his lifestyle, of his conversations with individuals, with groups, and sometimes crowds. Now, again, I, I don't think there's something wrong with making it a special event, but we see that this seems to be a very natural, very organic thing that Jesus just does as he travels from town to town. He proclaims the gospel. We also see that Jesus is doing this with people in the relationship to whom he's illustrating this good news. So he is telling people to enter this kingdom and he's doing it with people who have entered the kingdom. And he's telling people that this kingdom is, is a family. And indeed, he lives with his disciples like in a family, like a brother. Their community shares things and, and they take care of one another. And, and thirdly, we see that this message is, is not talk alone. We, we already see it's, it's backed up by this lifestyle of, of sharing, of really living in a different reality already. But we also see that, that there is a different dimension still that backs up the talk. That, yeah, we, we see that this God has power to take people out of the kingdom of darkness to set them free from demons and sicknesses. So he did not only preach, but he, he also healed and set people free. So he, he both proclaimed and he showed the kingdom of God. 
So already we 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 see actually an an answer to, to our whole conundrum of of earlier. Oh, but preaching, mm, but isn't that kind of hypocritical? Shouldn't we shouldn't we you know show the kingdom of God rather? And we see here that Jesus did both. He preached and he showed. So yeah, let's continue reading. Again, this is in Luke eight. So if you if you have time later, you can. You can go read it up by yourself. Luke 8, verses 1 to 8. And yeah, I'm continuing. I think this probably verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these, as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now later, Jesus explains this mysterious parable to his disciples. He explains that the seed is the word of God. And it's it's fascinating to me to, to have read that passage in, in 1 Peter earlier. And, and there as well, Peter likens the word of God, the gospel that was preached to us, to a seed, to an imperishable seed. So we see, yeah, Peter was Jesus's disciple and they, they used the same language, the same imagery. Um, and yeah, and the different soils in this parable are people who hear the message. So let's note again, they hear it. They're, they're not people who just saw something or so. They heard the word of God and they respond to it in different ways. Now, did you ever wonder about how odd this sower is? We we have the explanation of the parable already right afterwards, so we might not pause and actually think how strangely this man does his job. How wasteful. I mean, he's a sower, he's a professional, right? And yet he sows on all sorts of places that don't bear fruit. And Jesus doesn't scold him for that. He seems to, to rather see this as a fact of life in the kingdom of God. And that is really interesting for us in our evangelism. Jesus, his disciples, and we, we sow the word of God. People have to hear. And yet we have to know that they will respond in different ways. The response is not the sower's responsibility and job. His job is to sow, to sow broadly, lavishly, almost wastefully. Now, how does that look practically for us? So we've, we've already said that our job is to sow the seed, not to determine beforehand what kind of ground a person is. 
and that's that's something really interesting because in my own experience i've i've seen that of course i i think about the people around me and i think oh i'm sh i think maybe that person could become a christian one day and oh yeah but that person now she's really concerned with other stuff at the moment and she doesn't seem to be interested and she's maybe into all sorts of new age stuff or whatever yeah i don't think i'm going to share something with her but once i i learned about this principle that jesus is teaching us here that we have to sow the seed very broadly very lavishly i've often been surprised to to be proven wrong in in who i thought would be good ground that bears fruit and who not so yeah when we sow the seed we will see if this is like the seed on the path where there's there's no interest quickly another thought steals the thought about god away and that's okay in that case in that conversation we don't have to push we don't have to uh you know just squeeze in the gospel and then Oh, then we have that awkward silence or so. If we've sown a seed and we see, no, there's no interest at the, at this moment, that is fine. Let's let's continue our relationship with that person. Let's continue the conversation, but let's not kind of you know press on and, and hammer down our point. Now, some seed will be on the rocks. We will see when, when, when we share something about God, there's a quick interest, but also quickly the conversation moves in a different direction. And again, that is that is okay. We've we've sown something, we've seen, oh okay, this this ground at the moment is is not ready to receive the seed. And that is that is fine. Don't again don't we we don't have to be harsh and and forceful in that situation just by the way note also that that jesus does not say um people are are always going to be one one sort of soil it's really in that situation the sower is sowing and in that situation there there are various soils we don't know the the next year the farmer might decide to take all the rocks out of the soil and the sower sows again and things spring up beautifully i've experienced that that i've i've shared something with people there it it felt like there was seed on the rock not nothing really deep happened but then a while later i shared something else and then that soil was ready to receive yeah and another um soil that the seed can fall on is in into the thorns that's when we share with a person but the person shares their worries and and things that they are preoccupied with and and really kind of chokes the seed that was just sown we, we can even experience that it sometimes in in a conversation right we we share something hopeful about jesus or so and then that person is just so weighed down with their worries and and somehow not ready to receive hope at the moment from Jesus and and it's really choked what what we've just sown and then fourthly there is seed that falls on good ground so here we can go deeper here we can really share the gospel we can go into a discipleship relationship 
But what we see from this parable is in, in the beginning, we don't know who is going to be what kind of person. So let's be people who just scatter seed through our daily lives all the time, who who speak about God, who, who speak about the kingdom of God, who proclaim it and who show it wherever we are, whatever we do. And yeah, I'm sure by now you, you'll figure that, that I'm not talking about big sermons here, but I'm talking about a few sentences, talking about a few experiences. Yeah, what, what kind of seeds can we actually use? Of course, where, where we can, we can share the whole gospel, <laughs> but probably that, you know, for, for, a, for an initial little seed to sow, that's, that's quite a heavy, a heavy load, probably. Probably we'll, we'll start with, with something a little bit smaller um, to see is, is this soil ready to, to receive, actually to really take some time and listen to a, a more in-depth gospel explanation and in the new testament we we actually also see other seeds sown neither with jesus nor with the apostles do we only see cases where they they share the whole gospel with everyone immediately we also see other seeds sown like healing like miracles or or showing the kingdom of god in other ways we, we can also use stories from the Bible as seeds. We, we see often that, especially Paul, when, when he speaks with Jews, that he would quote the Bible, but also with, with people who actually don't know the Bible as all. We can, we can use truths and stories from the Bible as seeds. A while ago, I visited my friend in, in her father-in-law's house, and it's it's a very fascinating house. It's a, a an old Japanese house on an island. I think there are maybe a hundred and fifty inhabitants on that island, and that island was hit very very badly in the tsunami. And yeah, a lot of people died, but that house withstood the great tsunami because it was built on a rock. And of course, I, I immediately told her the story of the wise man who built his house on the rock, and it actually became quite meaningful to her later on. So that was a little seed, scattered wildly and broadly, and I, I don't know what kind of soil my friend is yet. That's also another thing. We don't have to, you know become obsessive about this oh after i've shared a, a little something i'm gonna analyze oh is it this soil or that soil or whatever we don't know we are just sowing i am i'm quite sure we will know if she is good soil because there will be a, a response there'll be more questions there will be a hunger but other than that we just stay faithful with our job to do the sowing and we don't have to become soil analysts yeah necessarily i think yeah it, it also makes our relationships just very awkward so yeah another kind of seed can be stories from our own lives or even just reflections or or things yeah things that we've we're thinking about as we go through life in this world and as christians and yeah, earlier I said that my 
chitter-chatter in the beginning about the news and the virus and the toilet paper and my feelings and my recent Bible reading and so on that kind of just happened was actually a, a pretty good intro to, to this um, episode about how can we start sharing the gospel? How can we engage people in, in deeper, more meaningful spiritual conversations? Now, had we been sitting together in real life and, and had you not been a Christian, I would have probably chatted about these same things because they're on my heart and probably in, in pretty much the same way. Maybe I've, I would have elaborated a little bit on, on what Hebrews and one Peter actually say, or maybe I would have just said the Bible and yeah, what, what they actually say about trouble in this world and about hope in a new world to come. But yeah, here already I, I, I would kind of see, you know, what what kind of soil is 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 my friend at the moment? If you know we're imagining this is happening in a in with a non-Christian friend. Um and if after all all that talking, all that sharing, she I I would feel she's she's kind of still with me, then then I would have the perfect reason and kind of background to share a summary of the gospel with her could have maybe said you know don't don't you think that it's strange that we all long for order and safety and well-being and, and health and just good things a, a good and peaceful life and yet the world is such a mess i mean people are are going crazy in fear and panic and and are so selfish that they even go and buy up all the toilet paper and in the end no one no one has why are our desires and longings in, in, in such a contrast to our reality that we want this this world where everybody shares. But honestly, you know, we would also go in and quickly get toilet paper for ourselves, right? And and then again, if my if my friend is still open and engaged and interested, then then I could have, you know, shared the biblical reasons for those things that we yeah, that that is called sin, that selfishness, that we, yeah, that it estranges us from God, that it causes a lot of trouble in the world, and yet that there's hope and that there's a way back to God. So yeah, that was just a, a little example of, of how how seed could be scattered. So yeah, I think we'll we'll continue a little bit on on this topic. So I think next week let's look a little bit closer at at what seed we can scatter. Um, but for now, I just want to encourage you to to be more sensitive to to the soil around you, so to the people around you, and to the seed sowing opportunities that you have in this coming week so that you that you walk through your days and conversations with a, a greater awareness of how often you can actually easily have a deep spiritual conversation with people around you if you don't feel quite ready to to start scattering seed yet that's that's fine we'll we'll look a little bit more at at you know what exactly you can share but if you're ready if you're like yeah but i can i can share some something that i've been reading in the bible something that god's been um touching my heart with some some truth about god um 
I, I can share that. I can start scattering seed. Then please go for it, friend. But yeah, for now, um, yeah, you're also allowed to to take it slow, to take baby steps, and and just grow in your awareness of the opportunities that you have to actually have deep spiritual conversations. Yeah, as you do that, as you as you do life, and try to to bring the kingdom of God into your life to to grow in that awareness so that you can also grow in in proclaiming and showing the kingdom of God in your life i pray that god will bless you and that he will really open your eyes that he will open your eyes to the people around you who have to hear the good news and that he would open your eyes to the opportunities that you have to yeah sow seed all right that's all for today i hope you have a wonderful week god bless you and see you next week